Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back. Today we are here to talk all things excuses because here's what's funny about being a personal trainer, being a coach. It's like, as soon as you tell somebody your profession, they automatically make an excuse for why they don't work out, or they share a story about how they used to work out. It's like, it's funny. I remember when I was preparing for PT school, physical therapy school, I tell people, oh yeah, I'm shadowing for for physical therapy. I'm getting my applications ready. I'm going to be a physical therapist. And Everybody was like, oh yeah, I got this like agging, this like nagging ache and pain here. You can fix me up when you're done. Same goes for personal training. You say you're a personal trainer, your coach, you your nutrition coach, whatever it is. Oh yeah, here's why I stopped eating healthy. Like, oh, I tried keto once and here's why I didn't do it. Oh, I worked out for a really long time and here's why I stopped. And you just get all these loads and loads of excuses. And you you learn to just politely nod your head. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And just go with it. But today we want to talk about those excuses a little bit, dig into them. I think it's so funny that, I mean, I know that that happens to like coaches and trainers and people in the field. When I started like powerlifting and going to the gym regularly, and like it was a part of my life. And when something becomes a part of your life, you obviously talk about it. I try not to be like super annoying and be like, Oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing at the gym today. Cause let's be honest, not everybody cares, but it is a part of my life. So it does come up. Um, everybody, I mean, 90% of the people did the same thing. Oh yeah. I just haven't been to the gym in this long because this happened, or this is why I fell off or during COVID this happened or blah, 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 like all the excuses. And I'm the type of person that I was like, maybe this is their like reach out. They want help. So then it was like, oh, you can come to the gym with me. I want you to feel good about yourself because I know what it feels like to not feel good about yourself. And they would come like once or twice. And then all the excuses came up again. And I was like, yeah, but we combated your other excuses. Like now you have someone to go with. I will help you. I will like show you how to do certain lifts or you can like follow me around and whatever, if you don't know what to do. Um, so then I just started going, uh-huh. Yep. Politely nodding. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like when, when I tell people I own a gym, that was, I mean, as a coach, as a personal trainer, I heard it for quite some time. I laughed when I worked downtown in corporate fitness, that was probably my favorite. Uh, I just, I just don't have time to get to the gym. It's really hard to get to the gym. It's literally three floors below you walk down. Oh, but I have to shower before we have showers. I fold those towels. I make sure that shampoo is stocked. Guess what? I even fill you up with toothpaste, mouthwash. We even have dental floss. If you ask Q-tips, what do you need? So the, the excuses were there, but then when I opened my own gym, my own business, It was like somebody dropped off a dump truck of excuses for people. <laughs> I I mean, before I would do the same thing as you. I'd try to offer advice. Hey, like, okay, so here's my solution. Now, 
<clears throat> I listen for certain, certain cues and certain pieces. I'm not giving those away because I don't want people to stop sharing those with me so I can just slide right in. Right. But, but it, I mean, and it, it goes with every, it's different with every conversation is really what it is. Right. If this, if this 28 year old mom of two is telling me she doesn't have time because, uh, you know, she doesn't have childcare, right? Like, okay, like let's, let's see what happens. You know, when you do have, your kids are being watched when you drop them off at daycare during the day. Okay. Is there a 30 minute gap that you can go for a walk? Sure. Great. If she doesn't have childcare, then like we, we have to work with kids. Right. But, um, yeah, the excuses are real. And now I do, I do, I do a lot of polite nodding, probably why my neck always hurts because I'm just <laughs> like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah. I hear, I totally understand. Heard that one before. We need to come up with a different way for you to politely do that without the head nodding. So you can like preserve your neck. <laughs> I just want everyone to know I am recording this from a reclined position today. Um, speaking of excuses, Jordan and I are doing a podcast on excuses. Obviously you're listening to it. These are our excuses today. And we combated them by still living our lives to the fullest. Jordan has a horrible migraine. So she's just reclined, comfy, cozy. I had a root canal less than Oh, like 24 hours ago. Um, <clears throat> so we're both just not our best, but that's not an excuse to not live our life. I all morning, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I took a, I took a 12 minute nap before I had clients this morning. Um, here I am, right? Like, I mean, you do, you, you make the best of it. Mm-hmm. I don't get PTO or sick time. So you got, and, and I love, I love every single one of my clients. I don't tell any of them when I have a migraine, I have, I have chronic migraines. So it's just, it's a regular part of my life. Right. Um, because they're always like, oh, like I could, I could just go, I, you don't need to do this for me. I could go. So then what's funny is that then like my excuse to not train them, oh, I have a headache becomes their excuse to not work out. Oh, well, Jordan had a headache, so I couldn't work out. Right. No, I would not be your excuse. No, I'll just casually recline here with my microphone resting on my belly and uh, (laughs) Gretchen gets a good view of me today. Yep. And I'm just going to casually starve for the next 24 hours because eating is terrible. Uh, um, So I wanted to make this podcast because Lately, both Jordan and I have been hearing just loads of excuses for everything. And it's not just training and eating healthy excuses, but my philosophy and the way I look at it is you will always find a reason to not work out, to not eat healthy, to skip the gym that day, to just grab something quick to eat. And it will derail you if you let it. And if you really, really want something, you will take the time to make it happen. Um, prime example, I had a miss working out with Jordan yesterday because I was literally in the middle of getting drilled into my teeth. Um, because of that, I cannot do strenuous workouts for 48 hours. 
that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get some activity in. I went for a 45 minute walk this morning with the dogs. It's not strenuous. I have to walk around during the day so I can do a 45 minute walk with the dogs. I did a walk yesterday after I was done. Yes, I'm not lifting heavy weights. I'm not doing my normal program, but I have goals set in place. I don't like to sit down for a couple of days and not work out because I know that if I'm, if I'm going to miss a workout and I don't supplement it with something, it is very, very easy. I'm a lazy person deep down, not really that deep, like surface level. I'm a lazy person. So if I skip enough workout days, it will turn into a week, two weeks of making these excuses. That's um, good training partners. I know. <laughs> yes, I'm like, we must finish the workout. I know. We like, have to. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know I'm, I am the extreme and I know that I do. But here's I, the thing. That's why I love working out with you because you will not let me. Yeah. Like yeah. obviously yesterday was not an option. I had an right. appointment, but like tomorrow, the 48 hours is up. So see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Unless I FaceTime you with blood pouring out of my mouth. Like you'll probably tell me to gaze it up and come in. I got, I got towels here. You'd be just fine. <laughs> uh, no, I, like you said, you will always find a reason. We love to justify our actions. You'll always find a reason to justify your your old slash bad habits. We don't want to, we don't like change. We Nobody loves change. Even if you are somebody who is adventurous and you like to take risks, you still, we have that nature that we don't like to make change. So we like to justify why we are doing these things versus the newer, better, improved habits. Um, I almost always preface my clients with, I, I make my own excuses. I'm, I absolutely do. But part of the reason I am a great fitness and nutrition coach is because I, I will go to every possible extreme to not work with these excuses. I have done workouts at two o'clock in the morning. I've done workouts at 10 PM at night. I've done workouts in threes in quarters during the day. I have jammed in oh, heavy squats, bench and deadlift all in a day because it needed to be done because of my schedule. The reality is I know that sometimes I am tougher on other people because I don't, I personally don't like making these excuses because it is that much of a priority to me. And that's what I'm trying to help my clients, my friends, my family members understand is that I I have worked through all of these scenarios in my head to find these different solutions so that if it is really a priority to you, you will really find a way to make it happen. And I'm here for it. I'm here to help sort that out. But that is that's the realization you have to come to is sometimes it's not a priority. Your root canal was a priority yesterday. Sure was. Usually I go for a 45 minute walk with the dogs on Wednesday morning. Today, my priority was lying down. I laid down for 15 minutes. I got up for 15 minutes. I laid down for 15 minutes. 
I got up for 15 minutes. I mean, it, it really did work out that way. My priority is, hey, I feel poopy and I want to feel better. So my priority is getting better. I'm going to get my steps in throughout the rest of the day. But it's it's recognizing that we justify and recognizing that there's if it is a priority, there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. Always. And I know people are going to be like, this is my favorite excuse, by the way, because I know everybody's making it right now. Well, my doctor said this, or my PT said this, and I have a broken ankle, so I can't come to the gym or my arm is broken or I strained this. Let me tell you, I have seen people come to our gym, a powerlifting gym with broken foot, broken ankle after knee surgery, after all types of things, because people like most of the men in our gym, um, want to compensate and show that they're big and tough and then they get hurt. So, but they still come in. You can still, you have a broken ankle. Great. Do some upper body workouts, do some like banded exercises that doesn't put the strain on the ankle. There's always ways around it. There's always ways to do things, but if you just use that as a crutch, then you will just slack off. And coming from someone who like my growing up, my family believed if you had a cold, you went to the doctor. We went to the doctor for everything, everything, which is so funny. Cause I'm now I'm like, I'm good. Like take a nap. Um, you will find a doctor that will tell you first thing they can tell if you go in and all you want is an excuse to not do something. They'll just give you that excuse. Oh, sorry. Can't do it. You will also, on the other hand, find a doctor that will tell you and be tough. Like Jordan is nope. You just can't heavy squat on your broken ankle. Like you can find it on both it on both terms, which one, <laughs> unless you're Jordan and you single leg squat, but you can find someone to tell you whatever you want to hear. It's that's very true. I, this is a great example. I worked with a woman who has been having some posterior knee pain and I am, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physical therapist. I was very confident. This is calf related. I think she had a very tight calf. It was, it had worked its way up to its origin point right behind the knee there. And that was causing her a lot of pain, but what do I know? So she went to a doctor. She was literally diagnosed with patellofemoral pain. So, so all this time, all this money, the doctor just confirmed that you're in pain. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Like it literally just said, you're, you're having pain between your patella, hello, kneecap and your femur. Yeah. The, the bone of your thigh. And, and I love it. I mean, she, this is not a knock to this woman at all, because here she is still for a workout today. I'm going to work around it. We're going to just continue to work through things. Awesome. We're going to find solutions. Cool. It's just, it goes to show a doctor will tell you what you want to hear. Absolutely. And and there are, you, you have to do your research as well. And you have to seek the appropriate opinions. You know, it's heck for a long time. All, all I could do was squat. So I squatted for a long time. It's, you know, it's finding and, and realizing your limitations and don't be afraid to ask doctors questions of, 
you know, hey, I have this patellofemoral pain. Can I still exercise, but keep it focused on my lower body? Maybe cut back on the squats, on the lunges. Could I do things with, you know, glutes and hamstrings? Can I do upper body work, core work? Ask those questions, you know, but if you're just going to look for an excuse to not exercise period, then just admit it's not, it's not a priority right now. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge that it's not a priority. It, it will either be forced upon you as a priority or it will become one naturally at some point in time. I've also had, and I'm sure you have had way more than me, but I've had people have like tight or sore muscles and they go to a physical therapist for something, like if they had an injury or something and let's use the calf, right? Cause we're talking about it. I have a tight calf. And their physical therapist gives them exercises and it's still tight. Well, here's the things that I do when I have a tight calf that help me out. I can show you. Nope. Cause that's not what my physical therapist gave me. So I'm just going to stick to the exercises that he gave me. Well, how's that working out for you? Not, not great. So you obviously don't care enough to loosen that up and feel better. If you don't want to try something, I'm not going to give you something that breaks your leg. Right. It's it's just comical to me sometimes. And it, and it just goes to tell me that it's not a priority, which is fine. If, if working out is not a priority for you, that is not a knock on you, but then don't expect me to be the person that you want to come to when you want to complain about things, because I've tried to help you. You can't complain about the results you don't get from the work you don't do. Right. I let's shift this over to nutrition a little bit here. I, you, I mean, you work out for roughly one hour, three times a week. That's the, that's the average, right? Great. You have to eat at minimum three times a day. Most people do. Okay. You're like, you're doing a lot more eating. That's why nutrition is so important when it comes to changes in body composition. You have to make your goal around whatever, whatever purpose you're eating for, you have to make that your priority. And the reality is it's harder to make it your priority because you're faced with temptations. You're faced with chances to deviate from that more times in a day than you are in a week, usually for exercise. But it's, it's the, you know, you have to remind yourself, you are the only person who can put food in your mouth. Nobody spoon feeds you anymore. We are, we are grown adults. Mommy doesn't sit there, cut your food, spoon feed that to you anymore. You cut your own food. You make your own food. You make your own choices. Whether you're out to eat, you're at home. Nobody puts that, that food in your mouth except for you. Correct. That choo-choo train ain't loading up that airplane. Nobody's loading that up to go. Here comes the airplane. Um, I have a lady who, uh, is trying to to drop to a different weight class and we did a check-in this weekend. She wasn't very happy with what she was doing. So we went over and she's telling me about the trips that she's got going on. The fair is coming up. She loves the fair. Like I do not quite as much as I do. Um, but loves it. Huh? That's not possible for somebody to love it as much as you. No, I do think my husband has it a little bit more. Okay, I was um, I was considering the couple. 
Yeah. Um, and I was like, the amount that you need to lose to get to that weight class is not that much. And it's absolutely possible for you to go on your trips, enjoy them how you want to do your whatever and enjoy it how you want to, but we need to dial everything else in. You need to be on point. You have a long time till the meet that you're going to be doing. She texted me yesterday and said that, uh, she had her win for the week because she went out with friends and she told them ahead of time that she's not eating out. So whatever they were going to do, it could not be eating out what they were going to do got canceled or derailed. So then they decided to go somewhere that did have food and she ate beforehand because the original activity was not going to happen. So she told them we can go there. I'm just not going to eat. Like I'm not going to grab food. Um, And she made that choice. She knew that getting to this weight class is a priority for me. So this little bit of happiness is not going to do me any good. Right. Once I get to that big goal, then I'll be extremely happy. I did it. I can celebrate after. Yeah. That's huge. You know, and I think it's realizing that this temporary sacrifice takes away future suffering. Mm -hmm. Your current suffering is leading to a lot more happiness. Yeah. You're going to, if you're frustrated about, you know, you, you can't go out to eat, you, you've committed to not eating out and you're, you're frustrated that your friends are going out to eat and you're not going to eat with them. That's temporary. You're going to go there and you're going to enjoy the company. You're going to forget all about the fact that you're not eating with them. But if you aren't able to, you know, if you're not able to let go of that temporary suffering, then it's going to be real hard to digest that overall. I mean, to really get over that and find ways to make this priority in and out. I know my husband and I have a couple of trips planned. Um, we have actually like three trips planned in the next probably six or seven months. And some of them are right up to when we're going to be competing. And I told him, I said, I know that we have the fair. We go 12 times. We have these trips. Usually we don't dial, really dial things in until after the fair, but we are dialing things in right now. So I can enjoy the trips. One of our trips is probably a month before the meet. And I told him ahead of time, I said, if I don't hit this certain amount of weight where I'm comfortable before we go on this trip, this trip is going to be very boring for me to eat. And that's fine. I will sacrifice that because the meat means more to me. You feel free to do what you want. You don't have to make weight, but I would like to not have to do that. So I would like to get things together. So that means holidays aren't going to be super exciting for me, which is fine. We're not like big on holidays. One of these trips is going to be during the holidays. So we don't have to be around for the holidays. <laughs> um, yeah. but and he, I mean, he was in a grants. He was like, yep, I need to dial it in too. Not that he um, competes in anything, but he was like, yep, we've been slacking a little bit this summer. So let's get back on track. And I know that because I don't want to have to suffer two weeks before I meet worrying about weight. I don't want to have to count on my nervous poops the morning of and dropping five pounds. Seriously. Except I would be like to, I would like to reliably predict that because that would it's all it's happened every single time I've competed. So science says it's going to happen, but the one time that I rely on it, I'll be backed up. Exactly. Until we start squatting heavy. And on that third attempt, it just releases. There it goes. 
But I made the lift. That would be terrible. The lift is good. Her pants are not. <laughs> Clean up on platform one. Seriously. No, I think the biggest thing with excuses is, is you got to recognize your priorities and something deep down in that moment of when you make an excuse to not do something or to not make a change, it really does stem down to the fact that it's not a priority for you. And you need to recognize what is a priority or why it's not a priority, because that's what's going to allow you to, to either work around it, to make it a priority, or accept that this in how you envisioned it isn't a priority, but doing it another way, finding an alternative way to have something similar is a priority to you. And just remember, it is okay to be uncomfortable. You are going to be uncomfortable when you're making changes. I think that's everybody's hang up. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Like you said, we all like the same routine. If you're comfortable all the time, you're not making any progress. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.